Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 379. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. It's great to have you. Uh, Today's blog is uh, about Spotify and there is some irony here. Because the company that uh, hosts my podcast uh, is Spotify now. It used to be a company called Anchor, but then Spotify bought Anchor. So now you are receiving this podcast because of Spotify. And this blog is about some very bad behavior that Spotify is getting up to. I'll tell you all about it in the blog post. And then uh, I have a few other things to say about this as well. (laughs) So here it is. It is called Spotify is Acting Like a Cartoon Villain. Over a decade ago, my friend wished I could be there to sing her baby some lullabies. So I recorded some and wrote one specifically for him. Then I burned those songs onto a CD and put them in the mail. I did this for a fair number of my friends with babies for a fair number of years. Then some of the parents of those babies wished they could listen to them on Spotify, and so I put them up there and they became available for anyone who wanted them. Now, hardly anyone has a CD player anymore, so I send new babies a link. It's somehow not as special, but companies like Spotify made it this way. My music has been on Spotify for something like seven years now. Of all the albums up there, the lullabies are the most popular. And my friends who listen to them there like knowing that I get a little payment every time they listen. That's not something that happens when you listen on a CD. The payment on Spotify isn't much between 0.002 and 0.005 cents per play. I made $43.24 last year from all the streaming services, not just Spotify. But it's something, and it is a meaningful something. It's money I have earned in sharing my music with the world. I could have kept these songs for only the families I made them for, but in sharing them on Spotify, I can also maybe buy a stuffed animal or a book for one of these babies, in addition to writing them a song. Do I get a lot of streams? No. I don't have a fan base. I don't have an agent. And Spotify's discoverability algorithm is useless. Some of my songs get only six streams a year. And now, Spotify, beginning next year, is going to deny me any compensation for any song that did not get 1,000 streams a year. If only 999 people listen to one of my songs, they will take that money I earned with my art and they will put it in a pool that will go to the major labels. It will go to places like Universal Music Group and maybe back to its artists like Taylor Swift and leave me with nothing. I find it kind of comically villainous. Spotify is taking money from its least popular artists and giving it to the most successful companies. There are only three of them. They are literally taking from the poor to give to the rich. It's like they've entirely missed the point of Robin Hood. 
Let's say I made $5 with one of my lullabies. Maybe that doesn't seem like a lot of money, and it isn't. That's another bone to pick with Spotify. They're absolutely embarrassing artist compensation rates. But that $5 is more meaningful to me than it is to the Universal Music Group. It's a significantly larger part of my income than theirs, proportionally speaking. That $5 is literally worth more to me. And speaking of Universal Music Group, their CEO is reported to have called the indie music companies merchants of garbage. He has so little opinion of the music that isn't popular, he calls it garbage. He's calling my work, my lullabies, which have sent my friends' babies to sleep for the last 13 years, garbage. I'm on Spotify through those indie platforms. I am the garbage that the Universal Music Group wants to see disappear. He's a cartoon villain, this guy. Not everyone is Taylor Swift, Mr. Monopoly. And I only see one piece of garbage around here, and it isn't any of my fellow indie musicians making pennies on their songs. Spotify plans to steal all the earnings from the scrappy indie musicians who could really use $5 to buy a coffee to give to the guy who probably pays several assistants a yearly salary to bring him a coffee. Are these guys sitting in their offices twirling their mustaches? It sure seems like it, tying artists to the railroad tracks like that. Can we stop this? I sure hope so. I'd hate to have to pull my lullabies from a platform because it's run by cartoon villains now. I'd like to see Spotify turn this terrible idea around, and while it's at it, maybe increase the compensation for indie artists, too. I mean, spotlight is on you, Spotify. Are you going to keep tying us to the railroad tracks or help us up? Give us a hand and dust us off. I know about this mischief Spotify is getting up to because of a fellow indie artist who shared it to a group I'm in because of another indie artist. David Wellbeloved created a playlist on Spotify to try and help lift all of our boats. My song on this playlist is at the top of my Spotify plays because of their efforts. That kind of support is the opposite of garbage. And by the way, the head of the Universal Music Group says he's sorry about calling us garbage. Sorry, I can't really think of another word for content that no one really wants to listen to. I have a little story I'd like for him to think about. This year, one of my lullaby kids got injured on the playground. And at the hospital, he opened up Spotify, typed in his own name, and comforted himself by listening to his lullaby. Just because a thousand people don't know his lullaby doesn't mean no one wants to listen to it. Someone very much wants to listen to it, and not just once. And Spotify can be the good guy in this situation, or twirl their mustache some more. They've reported that they stand to take $40 million from indie musicians this year, if this policy holds. I hope they turn it around. If not, I may return to burning CDs for my friends, like in the old days. 
So at the end of this blog post, I put a link for how artists can contact Spotify. So you go through the artist portal. So it's artists.spotify.com slash contact. A weirdo uh, like dialogue box will pop up. And I think it's only like if you have an artist's account. I don't see how people who don't have an artist's account can contact Spotify. But if you can figure something out, please do it. I think not hearing from everyone will make a difference. I'll put that link in the show notes. Also, there's a movement to take this to Congress to make this kind of wage theft illegal. So you can contact your reps. Uh, that would be great because it really stealing from artists is uh, it's just so offensive. Anyway, contact your reps. There doesn't seem to be any legislation that's like in the works that you can, you know, urge your rep to, to uh, you know, support. Because I don't think, I think someone needs to write that legislation. So if you have a representative who you think would be like a good, what do you, what do you call it? A sponsor? A bill sponsor? I don't know. You especially. <laughs> Give them a push. Um and it looks like if you're not an artist on Spotify, you can communicate with Spotify on Twitter at Spotify Cares is their address. And it looks like Facebook is the same. They have a Spotify Cares Facebook page. Or it looks like in their contact tab, there's a way to message them directly at Spotify. I'm guessing those public uh, messages probably get further. Anyway, those are some options. And uh, what else? Uh, Yeah, if you want to watch a video about all of this, which is how I came to know about it, there's a company called Disc Makers. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, But the guy who uh, runs Disc Makers posted a a pretty sharp um, video that you can watch to get more information. So... I mean, it. come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on. Come on, Spotify. Don't be ridiculous. And what I noticed in some of the disc makers' uh, pages is that a lot of people are like, damn it, I'm going to pull my music from Spotify. They're going to behave like this. And they're really recommending that we don't do that as artists, um, that, that we're just sort of taking ourselves out of the conversation if we do it. Um, for now, they're recommending that you subscribe to a different music streaming service. Tidal is their recommendation, which I'm curious to learn more about. Uh, I know that's the one that Jay-Z and Beyonce started, I think. Um, but apparently they pay a lot more than Spotify, which is still not a lot. <laughs> like, they pay three times what Spotify pays, but that's still a fraction of a cent. Anyway, um, those are some things to do about this if you're interested. And um, what song am I going to play for you? Well, let me tell you. I thought about it. And uh, the perfect song seems to be a song that I referenced in this post. Since I've told you about it, it seems like maybe you'd want to hear it. Problem is, I have put that song on a previous blog post. And I have never repeated a song on this blogcast before. So I decided to change that policy for today because I think you probably would like to hear uh, that song that I referenced that this child searched for in the hospital. 
Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to play that for you at the end, even though it has been on a, f- a previous episode, episode 123, if, you, if, in, if in you're looking for it. But I think it belongs here. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it a second time. So that'll be here in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe. Uh, if you'd like to know how to do that, uh, I will help you if, if you if you don't. Um, and if you'd like to support this podcast with your dollars, that would be amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's Kofi, there's PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. Or if you're jamming on Substack, I also have a Substack account. You could uh, subscribe there. There are many ways to help. Um, oh, also, I was going to point out something that I think is funny. Uh, side note, again, about Spotify. But So I'm on Spotify as both a podcaster, what you're listening to now is one of them, uh, and also as a musician, right, as a, as a songwriter, etc. So I'm, I'm there in, in two ways. And what's funny is I don't make any money from podcasting on Spotify. So for example, I just saw a Reddit post where someone was really mad that they'd paid a premium like subscribing fee or whatever, and there were still ads on podcasts. And it's because podcasters on Spotify do not get paid by Spotify, but we do as singer-songwriters, artists, musicians, whatever. So it's a funny... <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I guess the thing is I couldn't. I could put ads on this podcast, but I can't put ads on my songs. It's Spotify that makes money from my songs if they put on ads. So it's just a, a funny disconnect because they're coming from two different places. And, and I think it just has to do with how po- podcasts kind of came into being. Podcasts, for the most part, live on something called an RSS feed, which just you can send out any old place. So um, Spotify sees no reason to pay us for what people listen to on Spotify that isn't music. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, so here's, here's the song. I'm going to play you the song here now. It's called Ruben's Lullaby. It's for a child named Ruben. Um, and this is the story that I mentioned in the blog. Um, and you know, just to like a little bit of information about how I wrote a lot of these lullabies, you can find them on Spotify. <laughs> uh, is that, you know, for, uh, when you hang out with people who have babies, you're often there for the times when they go to sleep. So either for a nap or for the night or whatever. So, you know, it's a very sweet and privileged position to be in, to be able to witness um, the routines that go with a child uh, going to sleep. And uh, so I've written a lot of them just based on what I have observed about the child and also their, you know, going to sleep time. This one is less sleep-based, I would say, so this, because this child is an action child and is, in fact, how he got injured, and it, it's, it is very much, you know, about his kind of personality. Um, 
so it's it's wild that you know now he's a much bigger child than he was when I wrote this song but these things are sounds like I haven't seen him since then but it sounds like they are still pretty true (laughs) so that's kind of cool anyway here is Ruben's Lullaby to grab things and Reuben likes to crawl Reuben likes to climb things which means he sometimes falls but Reuben climbs back up again he'll give you a big smile and then he'll reach out for his moms for comfort and for calm Reuben likes the chickens And Reuben likes the eggs Reuben likes his brother Even when he pulls his legs But he knows when he's had enough He'll move away if it gets too rough He'll reach out for his moms For comfort and for calm And Reuben gets tired And sometimes he cries It's time to rest his eyes and sing him Reuben's lullaby. Reuben wakes up happy and he sleeps happy too. There's sometimes when he doesn't, so he'll stay awake with you. But everyone needs rest sometime, even boys who like to climb. He'll reach out for his moms, for comfort and for calm. And Reuben gets tired, and sometimes he It's time to rest his eyes and sing him Reuben's lullaby. Now, Reuben, you're tired. You've climbed and you've cried. The look on your face says it's time to rest your eyes. And listen to 